Fearless Church, I really like that. I, I really, really like that. Um, you know, back in December, I had planned to do, I really felt the Holy Spirit leading me to do a sermon series on freedom based on Isaiah 61. And the week that, that I was going to be talk, talking about being free from fear was last Sunday. And I think that was providential. I think that was the Holy Spirit really leading us in this direction. And the title of my message was, I'm Afraid Not. And it was based out of um, just a sense of, you know, the Lord has told us 366 times or so it said that we should not fear, that we don't need to be afraid. And then everything, as you know, life is so unpredictable and everything blew up pretty much on Thursday. I think that was kind of the day where it all, it all went down, at least here in Utah. And so I was just convinced that, that the topic of fear is too huge to just spend one week on. So I'm going to extend the series on fear. And I want to say again, I, I'm not really necessarily a person who's who's given to fear. I don't have a lot of fear. I do have, however, a few, maybe some irrational fears. I, I have a fear of bears. Um, I was in the Sierra Nevadas one time and I came face to face with a mama bear and I experienced fear at that moment. I experienced a lot of things <laughs> and it was terrifying. And I am afraid of dying in a house fire. I don't know why. And I'm afraid of running into a deer on the road. So, there you go. There are my fears. I am not afraid of the coronavirus. And that isn't to say that, that it's not something that is serious. I'm not saying that at all. But I am saying that, that while I am probably, I have a healthy fear, I guess, of bears and of hitting a deer on the road and maybe not dying in a house fire, but these things are legitimate. And for a lot of people, I know that you are legitimately afraid. You are legitimately scared of contracting it or of losing someone to it. And today we are going to tackle what I believe is the prophetic verse concerning the coronavirus. And we're going to kind of really dig into it. It's one verse. Everybody's like, yes. If you're in your jammies at home, I just want to welcome you. Just, you know, enjoy this time together. Just imagine that we're just kind of hanging out. I, I wanted to sit today because I feel like you know, this is a really good time for us to just really come together as the body of Christ, as the fearless church. And you know, life is so unpredictable, obviously. Who would have ever thought this back in January? Who would have thought we would have been having a service with no, no, nobody able to come and attend, but doing online? And I think we're redeeming social media. I think the church is taking back social media, and, and this is one of the, the beginning... Uh, factors in that. So I'm afraid not. This is part two. So there is fear. There is legitimate fear. Um, caution. Let's call it caution. Healthy fear. But this is what it says in 2 Timothy 1.7. And I'm sure if you've been on social media at all, you have seen this particular verse. I do believe this is the verse that the Holy Spirit wants to massage into our hearts. The Holy Spirit wants this to be the verse that he's telling us, you do not need to fear. Just like Kelly said, we can be a fearless church. 2 Timothy 1.7, for God gave us a spirit not of fear, but of power 
and love and self-control. I'm going to read to you a little story um, that you, you have probably heard, but I think this is really timely right now. And this is in Matthew chapter 8, starting with verse 23. It says, Then Jesus got into the boat, and he started across the lake with his disciples. Suddenly, just like this, suddenly a fierce storm struck the lake with waves breaking into the boat. But Jesus was sleeping. The disciples went and woke him up, shouting, Lord, save us, we're going to drown. Jesus responded, why are you afraid? You have so little faith. Then he got up and he rebuked the wind and the waves. And suddenly there was a great calm. And this is what I believe Holy Spirit wants us to see is that there is a storm raging around us. There is fear and turmoil and trauma going on all around us. But Jesus wants to calm those fears. He wants to calm the storms that are going on in our lives. And the disciples were amazed. And they said, who is this man? Even the wind and the waves obey him. And I believe that the Lord wants us to realize that even though we need to be cautious, we need to be concerned, and we need to care for others, we can still walk as a fearless church. We can still look to him for the future, and we don't need to be afraid. Jesus is in the boat with us. Jesus is the one that is calming the storms. So he has not given us a spirit of fear, but rather of power. And this is interesting. I think the reason that he uses the, the term power, dunamos, like dynamite, he's given us a power. In 2 Peter 1.3, it says, his divine power has granted to us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us to his own glory and excellence. This is saying he has given us a spirit of, of power that that helps lead us and guide us into wisdom. It helps to lead us and guide us into what is true. It says his divine power granted to us all things that pertain to life and godliness. This is pertaining to our lives right now and to godliness. And I want to cover both of those because really I think, I think that that if you're looking to the circumstances around you and if you're looking at the response of many people, it is one of panic. But the Lord has called us to be calm in the midst of the storm. Jesus has called us to look to him, to trust in him, that he's not freaked out. He is in control. He is our sovereign God. And no matter what happens, we can trust him. He's given us his divine power for everything that pertains to life and godliness, including this, including the panic. Acts 1.8 says, you will receive power Dunamos, you will receive this stick of dynamite <laughs> when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And isn't that what it's like when you allow yourself to be filled with the power of the Holy Spirit? There is a power at work in you. It says it's the power that, the same power that raised Jesus from the dead is at work in those of us who believe that same power. And the Lord is opening up opportunities for us to be able to demonstrate his power that he has, I'm so thankful that he has, he has bestowed that upon us who believe that we're not looking to ourselves for our own power. We're not looking to anything else for our power. We're not looking to 
to this. Not that there isn't a place for it. We're not looking to this. Not that there's not a place for hand sanitizer. And we're certainly not looking to this for our hope. I mean, I I think the reason that I'm waving this paper, toilet paper. I think there's a reason that people are freaking out about, you know, and they're going out and doing buying in mass. And if you're a person who's done that, I'm not mocking you in any way, but I do believe that we feel out of control in these chaotic situations, the suddenlies, suddenly the storm came. And this came upon us suddenly. This whole virus, this pandemic came upon us suddenly. And we need to walk with wisdom, but with the power of the Holy Spirit, knowing that we are tapped in to the one who has all power, all wisdom. And it says, the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and on all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. We can be witnesses to our neighbors to those around us, to the people that we love, to our family members who are upset by this. And we can demonstrate the power of the Holy Spirit that lets us breathe in and trust and be calm in the midst of a storm. Jesus has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, and secondly, a spirit of love as we are witnesses, as we are people who are trying to reach those who are broken and who are stressed out by this, we need to demonstrate love. You know, I was in a coffee shop the other day, right after this whole thing broke out, and these two men were legitimately having this argument because one was on the one side, it was this kind of big Italian guy, and he's like, ah, oh, this is not, a, this is all hype, you know, you know, forget about it, it's all hype. And the other guy was like, no, this is a real thing. We need to be concerned. We need to, and there was just, and they were just going at each other. And I just want to encourage you, Christian, disciple of Jesus, be a person of love. Now I know I tend to probably lean a little more toward big Italian guy. Like I'm, I'm kind of more, I think there's a lot of hype. I'm not, I'm not diminishing um, the this, this, seriousness of this issue, but I am trusting in the Lord and I am hoping in the Lord, but I also understand that, you know, if people don't want to be hugged, if they're nervous about it, if they're concerned about it, don't force your agenda on them. I mean, let's be people that are of love, people that prefer others. And that's one reason why we didn't do a public service today. Because we have people who are compromised in their immune system, people that are on chemotherapy, people that um, are on oxygen, people that have compromised uh, strong systems to fight these diseases. And so therefore, we want to be part of the solution. We also want to trust in our leadership and submit to our leadership, as it says in Romans 13. And the health experts, as well as our governor, asked us, don't meet. You know, I've had people say, oh, I think you're just, you're just operating out of fear. And it's not about that. We don't need to fear because Jesus is in the boat with us in the midst of this storm. And he's not stressed. But we also need to understand and be kind and be loving to those who are. 
And this is what it says in 1 Peter 3. It says, but in your hearts, honor Christ the Lord as holy. Always being prepared to make a defense to anyone who asks you for the reason for the hope that is in you. Yet do it with gentleness and respect. You know, this is how we are supposed to walk. This is a way we can walk in love, is to be gentle and respectful to people, not to just get in their face about it and try to convince them of whatever it is that we think we need to convince them of. Part of being like Christ is, is understanding, you know, and loving, and being kind and gentle and respectful and honoring other humans. And the last thing he has called us to, not a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and of a, a self-controlled mind, a self-disciplined mind. Some translations say a sound mind. And what that means is that we're focusing and thinking about those things which are beneficial rather than thinking about the stress and about being upset. That we're focusing on the God who is in the boat with us looking to him to calm this storm in our own lives as well as the lives around us. You know, there's an old hymn. Um, when I was growing up, I used to love this old hymn. Um, this was before I had really surrendered my life fully to the Lord, but I always found a lot of comfort in this hymn, and I'm going to read you. Um, it's called, What a Friend We Have in Jesus. I, I found this, this I, I guess I stole this from my alma mater, um, Concordia College. Either that or they gave it to me. Let's, let's say they gave it to me. Um, but the words are, what a friend we have in Jesus, all our sins and griefs to bear. What a privilege to carry everything to God in prayer. Oh, what peace we often forfeit. Oh, what needless pain we bear all because we do not carry everything to God in prayer. Have we trials and temptations? Is there trouble anywhere? We should never be discouraged. Take it to the Lord in prayer. Can we find a friend so faithful who will all our sorrow share? Jesus knows our every weakness. Take it to the Lord in prayer. Are we weak and heavy laden, cumbered with a load of care? Precious Savior, still our refuge. Take it to the Lord in prayer. Do thy friends despise, forsake thee? Take it to the Lord in prayer. In his arms, he'll take and shield thee. Thou wilt find a solace there. And I feel like this is such a comforting thing because it's telling us we can take this to the Lord. We can take to the Lord our stress and our strife and our fears. And we can give it to the Lord. We can cast these cares upon the Lord. And um, our president has declared that this day is a day of prayer. He's declared it a national day of prayer. And so that's what we're gonna do this morning. As, we, um, as I finish up just this message, we're just going to pray. Um, he's called us to pray. He's called us to come into his presence. And if you're not a person who 
who prays, you don't know how to pray or you're nervous you're gonna say the wrong thing, I just, I suggest, I'm gonna just, we're gonna pray through Psalm 91. I think it's good to take a model just from, from the prayers of someone who knows how to pray and pray them and pray them out loud. And, and you know, I talked about this last week and even saying, fear is a terrible counselor. Fear will take you where you do not wanna go. And just like that old hymn says, take it to the Lord in prayer. So if you would open up your Bibles at home and just around this room for the few that are here, Psalm 91. And we're going to take this to the Lord in prayer. Psalm 91. He who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will abide in the shadow of the Almighty. I'll say to the Lord, my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. Lord, I just speak this to you. I know you will deliver us from the snare of the fowler and from the deadly pestilence. Lord, you will cover us with your pinions and under your wings, Lord, we will find refuge. Lord, your faithfulness is a shield and a buckler. Lord, we know we do not need to fear the terror of the night, nor the arrow that flies by day. Lord, we don't need to fear the pestilence that stalks in the darkness, nor the destruction that wastes at noonday. Lord, we don't even need to fear this coronavirus. Lord, we don't need to fear a thousand may fall at our side, Lord, 10,000 at our right hand, but it will not come near us. Lord, we will look only with our eyes to see the recompense of the wicked because you, Lord, are our dwelling place, most high. You are our refuge. No evil shall be allowed to befall us, Lord. No plague shall come near our tents. No plague shall come near our homes, Lord. We just declare that, Lord. We speak that and we ask you, Lord, to honor your word and your promise, Lord, that no plague would come near us, Lord. Keep us safe, Lord. Keep the people in our congregation, the people that we love in our families, in our neighborhoods, keep them safe, Lord, from this plague that would want to visit people and come upon them and destroy them. And Lord, we, we say again that we can command your angels to guard us in all our ways. Lord, we thank you that you have sent us angels, ministering angels. Lord, God, on their hands, they will bear us up lest we strike our foot against a stone. Lord, you have promised that we will tread on the lion and the adder, the young lion and the serpent. We will trample underfoot. And we say this, Lord, to you, because he holds fast to me in love, I will deliver him. I will protect him because he knows my name. Lord, we know, Lord, that you you, God, will deliver us. Lord, we believe that you will protect us and we believe that you know each and every one of our names. When he calls to me, I will answer him. Thank you, Lord, for answering it. As we bring this to you in prayer, Lord, you will be with us in trouble. Lord, you will rescue us and you will honor us and with long life. Lord, you will satisfy us and show us your salvation. 
Father, we come before you and we, we just speak this psalm over our lives. Lord, we declare that you are a God of faithfulness. Without injustice, you are good, you are upright. And we look to you, Lord. We don't look to the storm that is crashing around us, Lord. We look to you. Thank you that you are in this boat with us, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that you are going to give us everything we need for life and godliness. Lord, you are going to speak to us. You are going to give us that wisdom that you promised, that you're going to give it generously without finding fault. Lord, as we reach out to our neighbors and to our family members and our friends and those who don't know your peace, Lord, we pray today and we cry out that you would be glorified, Lord, in all the earth. Lord, what the enemy intended for evil, Lord, we, it, we ask, God, that you would use it for your good. In the name of Jesus, Lord, and in, in, um, just in submission to our leadership, Lord, our Foursquare leaders, Lord, we, we ask, God, that you would arrest the physical invasion of the coronavirus, Lord, that you would bring healing to those who have been affected. Father, that you would protect those who have been exposed. And Lord, you would repair the devastating effects of our land, our people, and our economy. We call on your name, Lord, and we worship you. And we praise you for who you are. In the name of Jesus, amen.